this is Kimberly from Are You Awakening? And I am here with Miranda, and we have been the tipsy mystics for quite a while, for many years together, <laughs> traveling. And um, we have finally decided to start recording a couple of these because our conversations are so much fun. So she's on the East Coast, I'm on the West Coast, and we don't get to see each other in person all that much, but we are total soul sisters. So we'll let Miranda tell you a tiny bit about herself. Oh my God, I didn't know there'd be a, a, a fun fact section. What kind of <laughs> wine are you drinking? Um, I'm not drinking wine, I'm actually drinking tequila and some watermelon <laughs> kombucha. <laughs> so, Which cheers. ice cubes? <laughs> With some um, little heart-shaped ice cubes. Yes. Because if you're going to have a drink, you might as well have a little love with it, right? They <laughs> have to go together. If they don't, then, hmm, why are you drinking, right? Yeah. Um, a little bit about me. I live in the Philly area. Um, I am an, I don't want to say aspiring astrologer. I'm just going to say I'm an astrologer. Right, because it's all about intention. So you were born that way, baby. I was born this way. So um, I'm currently looking at life via the lens of archetypes. So everything I see, I now see as this archetype or that archetype. So if you have any astrology questions, send them my way. Um, I I will say I'm an aspiring um, astrology business owner. So, but Follow me at Astro Bartender on all of the places you can follow people. There's not much there, but there will be someday soon. Well, it all starts with intention, yes, so it'll show up soon. Okay, well, if you don't know me, I'm Kimberly from Are You Awakening, and I'm in Los Angeles, and I, what? <laughs> can read her about info on your website. <laughs> you can read my about info on my website. Um, right Lately, I've been channeling a lot of galactic artists, and so we've been collaborating on art that's really weird, really cool, really fun. It makes me shiver when I do it. And um, I'm very excited about the fact that our world is starting to finally wake up and realize they're creating their reality. So... We thought we would talk today about three types of awakening symptoms. And it sounds like it's going to be like really medical, but it's totally not at all. I'll tell you what the three types are. And then we'll go through each one. The first type, icky. The second type, annoying. And the third type, fun. So we're going to talk about one of each of those in categories. And I am going to tell you before we start, it's just a coincidence, but I'm expecting a wine shipment that I have to <laughs> sign for. Totally coincidence. Should have been here hours ago, but that's the way the universe works. Give you a little test every now and then. All right. So the first one, icky. Yeah, I was going to... Oh, mention my very intense purging. I had, I mean, this happened even before I realized I was awakening. This was um, before tequila, right? This like was after tequila, before tequila. 
<laughs> before, um, I mean, not before I've had tequila, but um, over the past couple of years, I've had these, like, I've never in my life as up until I was um, 34 really ever thrown up. I couldn't even throw up. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these days where I would be laid out 24 hours, horrifically feverish, and just like, just violently purging, violently purging. Um, and it would last for 24 hours and the next day I'd be fine. And then it would, and then it go months would go by and happen again. Like, do I want this to happen? Um, in a crappy hotel in Barcelona? No, but that's of course when the universe is like, Hey, and that was where there was all this You're ready to let it go. Do we have to do it while we're traveling? Thank you, universe. Yeah, it's like they don't know. They don't know where you are or what you're doing. They're like, she's got a day off. Like it's fine. <laughs> so yeah, I since there times. is no time, right? There is right. no time. Yeah, they're like, now's a good time for her to purge. Yeah, yeah she's, she's quiet. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so that I mean, it's icky on all sorts of levels. Any sort of like violent purging but I think that happens to people in different ways mine just happened to come out of my mouth <laughs> you know I didn't go through any of that purging and I'm thankful because I would like pride myself like you I'd be like I haven't thrown up in 12 years so I know I'm eating well and you know I'm taking care of myself and like, if it ever did happen, it was food poisoning. That, that was my yep. justification, right? Had to be food poisoning. But I didn't, I think I purged in other ways, like more tears than any human has ever cried, ever. Like body shriveled up into like those little, remember those little apple heads that people used to make? No, the I shriveled don't. apple heads? No. No, no, no. no. You're in Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. Oh, my wine shipment may be here. Hang on one sec. All right. Well, Kimberly uh, gets her wine. I think I should um, talk about something. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but um, since we were talking about releasing energy, that's just something, like she said, everyone does a little bit differently. Some people, just due to who they are, purge and release energy in a physical manner. Some people, more like hem like um, Kimberly, it's more emotional. Obviously, it was physical too, as well with the crying, but people just get it out anyway. Sometimes it's going to come out as anger. Sometimes it's going to come out as tears. Sometimes it's going to come out as throwing up. Sometimes it's going to come out. Uh, oh my God. Are you still talking about vomit? No, I'm just talking about how, like how everyone's different and you're going to be able to le release those energies in different ways, whether oh, it's physical good. or emotional or, um, I don't know, maybe you are uh, just a little, spiritual tunic wearer and you just release it with butterflies coming out your ears <laughs> awesome. you. demons be gone and they flutter away that was not me although i did not need to purge that way i cried a lot and the entire world the entire no let's make it bigger 
the galaxy was sitting right here all the time. That was me. I can't carry this. That's how I was. Yeah. I realized that it was completely unnecessary. You yeah, I think we all do that. Or at least, um, you know, light worker people. Well, I mean, you go through that, that period of what's wrong with me? Am I sick or am I, or is this a spiritual thing? And I always like to say in every video that I mention this, that we're not against doctors. We just want you to think about it and talk to your body and ask your body. And there may be a time that, the, that your body says, go to a doctor because it supports your belief system. Yeah. I mean, until your belief system is ready to not, to not need a doctor, going to the doctor might be exactly what you need to do. They might have exactly, you know, the message for you, or you might listen to them and say, you know what? No, not at all. I don't believe in that, but you needed to go to the doctor to hear that. There's always a reason. There's always a reason. And today, what is today? July 16th is the day that coincidences ended for me. Like, I can no longer label anything a coincidence because it's just not, right? So. Absolutely. As Never a coincidence. I, I went to the doctor once when I lost everything in Hurricane Katrina. And so I was blah, 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 all that history, all that junk. And I moved to Phoenix, Arizona with what was in my car and a seven-year-old and a cat. And I swore up and down when I got there that I had Lyme disease. I knew it. I had every symptom. Of course, you look it up, right? Right? And you're like, yeah, this WebMD. Oh, you have to go to WebMD, right? And you look it up and, oh, my gosh, I have all those symptoms, right? So the universe is like, okay, now you do. You have all those symptoms. So I went to a doctor, and he's like, you don't have Lyme disease. I'm like, you have to test me. I will not understand that I don't have it until you test me. He's like, I'm going to test you. It's fine. I'll test you. He tests me. I come back in. You don't have Lyme disease. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you just went through a kind of a traumatic situation, and you are under stress. I'm like, see, but that's what the doctor told me, and I'm so glad. He wouldn't give me any medication, but he was the one who put the words in my head that – I was creating it myself. Absolutely. I went, I went home and all the symptoms went away and there was no Lyme disease. So See, you need to go to a doctor or you don't yeah. just yeah. listen to yourself. If you're like, God, I really feel like I need to go to a doctor, go to a doctor. Okay. So yeah. that was our icky. Yeah. Let's move on. That's really icky. That's a, that's like the ickiest thing I can possibly think of actually. Yeah. So, you know, I could never do ayahuasca because if you, the guy comes around with right? the stack of buckets and stuff that that's not happening. No, no, thank you. Yeah. I had my own personal <laughs> ayahuasca energy purge. I just didn't need any substances to do it. She didn't need any. Although one time, very rudely, I had eaten like a bunch of organic blueberries before. That's just not cheap. And no, and it probably now wasn't all that beautiful the second time around either. No, it wasn't. Oh, damn. Okay, second one, annoying. So 
My most annoying awakening sim- symptom was losing work. <laughs> That's a coincidence. <laughs> Universe got jokes. They got totally. jokes today. <laughs> losing words like cannot form a sentence stuttering all of the sudden can't spell like remember dumb and dumber when he couldn't pronounce the 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 <laughs> that's me yeah especially it's like when um you see a word that you've seen a million times and you're like no that's not right it's not spelled that way but it is spelled that way. And spelled well, right. like, oh, it absolutely is. Unless you're the Berenstains. Yeah, I know. Berenstain, quarantine. Berenstain, I remember asking my mother early on if, I probably shouldn't say that, but if they were of a certain ethnicity, because I'm like, I've never seen bears like that. And she's like, probably. Never seen bears like that? Bears who, like, live in a house with clothes? No, not that kind of bears. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I was young, and all I can say is that that's what made me remember that it was Berenstein. Yeah. And they even got Mm -hmm. the family involved. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. They've asked them. And they're like, it's never been Berenstein. It's always been Berenstein. I'm like, well, you people, ju- you all massively jumped timelines yeah. just to mess with basically all of Earth. Yeah. Is what happened. So I literally was an English major, a creative writing major, and I could whip out words without even bothering to think about them. And now, it is coming back a little more. And at least my thesaurus is always at hand, even though I don't always agree with the thesaurus anymore. I mean, I love a thesaurus. I go to thesaurus.com literally all the time. And I, I love write, I write, I right click on Microsoft Word and go to synonyms. It's my favorite thing. I actually taught my college English professor that trick. I was like, oh, you can just right click on it and go to synonyms. She was like, are you kidding me? She hated me. She did not like me at all. So well, that's because you were got, smarter than her. She got one little, no. So she said that like she could get an A in that class. So any student could only get an A if they were as good as her. <laughs> like, <clears throat> have okay. you forgiven her for that? <laughs> I mean, I really could care less. I could really care less. Um, but yeah, so, but I did give her that little gift. You are welcome, even though you <laughs> treat me well. I showed you kindness. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, it's been really, I go through like weeks where it's like impossible to spell a word or form a, a real sentence, which is hard when you do marketing and you have to write a lot, so. <laughs> well, you know, I, Talk to my guides again. I I talked to my guides about that. I think you did too, though, right? I think we both talked to our guides about that. I talk to them all the time about that because as we're talking, obviously the words are my words, right? When they come through, and I'm like, I don't like that word, and they're like, Well, that's just because that's the only word you have because we're putting a concept through you. We're not giving you words, and so if I'm having a 
a tough word day, then, then it's just tough all around. So do you ever, I know I do, so I'm just going to say I do. Do you ever like throw up your hands and like, what are you trying to say? Like, just give me a word I don't know. I'll write it down. I'll figure it out. We'll add it to the Urban Dictionary because I'm sure that there's plenty of words that are introduced now that we're, you know, changing our perspective about things. I know. Well, they're like, I mean, they, they do it. They're like, here, read this or go to read this article or put this in front of you. So I get the word. So I get the concept. And then, I mean, you, my communications with them get so much better because I've, I've gotten this new like word and concept that we're able to use together. So they do it, but they don't do it directly. They don't give me the word. Cause again, I'm the one with the words. I'm the human. They just have, um, energy and concepts and ideas so but they will they do try and help me and you know give me a post on Facebook or an article to read or a book to read and then I get a whole new concept and a whole new bunch of words and then going forward we use those words but it happens it just doesn't happen the way we would like it to be which is like easy now yeah. No. I don't get it. I don't always get those words like you do. Sometimes I have to actually, you know, sometimes I have to check with you, like what's the word for or whatever. Um, but my explanation for my guides was, of course, abstract. And it was basically like, you're thinking holographically now. So you're not thinking linearly anymore, but you're trying to make a linear sentence. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, that's totally true. I, my, my thoughts bounce all over this, this mind. And then I try and figure out how to put it into a sentence that other people will understand. So, yeah, I'm getting better. But I'm hoping that just everybody else learns how to think like me. It'll be <laughs> much, mean- much easier. Y'all get it together. Get it together. Kim's looking for a little help. Earth, come to my rescue. Like we haven't had enough of that request, huh? (laughs) All right, let's go to the fun one because it's fun. Um, The best one. Huh? The best one. The best one. The fun is the best one. And that's why we're here on Earth is to have fun. Once you get through the war of polarity and all that stuff, and you can start to have fun. But you can have fun now because there's no time. So I know that might have just gone around in a big spiral, and I did that on purpose. That was a gift from my guides that are here with us, and we're going to go to fun. And the fun are the messages that are out there in our physical reality. So... What's your favorite message, Miranda? Um, I mean, I just love synchronicities. I love getting my little every few moments. I'll see an 1111 on the clock or a 111 or a 333. I mean, they just give me a little, it's like a little, hi, we love you. We're here. You're doing a great job. And and whenever I see them, I go, oh, my God, guys, I love you too. It's just <laughs> Throughout the day, you just get a little reminder from your team that you're not alone. You're not doing this alone. No okay. matter how hard it seems, and we often, 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 often still do feel very, very alone in this. 
So just every, just a simple little message from them that, no, you're not alone. You're not doing it. We're here. We love you. You're doing a great job. That's my favorite thing. That's pretty darn cool. That's the first thing I started to see was 1111 on the clock on my pickup truck when I was driving back from the barn from riding my horses. I'm like, is it seriously 1111 again? <laughs> really? And so we should probably talk about why people are seeing numbers. What do your guides tell you about that? Um, it's just, it's an, it's just an easy thing. When you keep repeating it, you go, oh my God, this is weird, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a, you don't have to like have a crystal. You don't have to um, meditate or take a yoga class or do anything. Everyone's got a clock and they're usually digital these days. Or, you know, there's numbers everywhere on a street sign, on a, on the car bumper, you know, whatever it is. It's just such an easy thing. But when it happens every single day on repeat, it's something that you absolutely like can't ignore. Right. Right. It's, it's that first sort of like learning to use your, your intuition because you're paying attention to that each time you're looking at the clock and stuff. So it's, it's just, it's just a way to, you know, wake people up. I agree. And <clears throat> I do have to mention that there are some places out there that really have some numbers that end up being ominous. And so I'm, I don't support that at all. Now, you know, take you know, back. the six, six, six stuff. We're taking all it back. That. We're, taking, we're taking, we're taking all of that back. They don't get, they don't get a color to be negative. You don't get a number to be negative. Mm -mm. We're no. taking it back. It's mine now. It's my number. It means something fantastic. Explain why you can take it back. Because it's my reality. Because I created it. If I don't believe, if I don't believe evil exists, then there's nothing other than love. There's nothing other than all that is. So it's just a number. It's just, first of all, it's just a number. <laughs> I mean, come on. I never had that connotation with a color or a number or all these silly symbols and stuff. Like if that never meant that to me, it doesn't have to mean that to me now just because I learned somebody else had that concept. Exactly. You're basically, a lot of people will just automatically adopt someone else's idea about something without ever questioning it. Like 666 is a bad number. It came from the Bible. We understand somebody wrote it, all of that. But you grew up, not you, but many people grew up fearing that number, like afraid of a number, all because of someone's idea about it. Right. But I mean, we can also just take it back to what we were just saying and be like, it's a repeating number. It um, is something that stands out to you, right? And it stood mm -hmm. out to you as this like bad omen, but it's just something that stood out to you. And it can just, a repeating number can just as well stand out to you as a good omen. Right. It's basically asking you to ask yourself, what does this mean to me? And yeah. like you said, if, if I don't like what I have associated with this number at any time, I can change it. Right. You don't need permission from anybody. You don't need to look it up and see if other people have done it. When you're creating your reality, you can literally just say that number no longer has that relevance for me. Right. 
Now there could be some tears and fear and all that stuff to get there, but you know, I loved. I was. I didn't. I wasn't raised religiously, but I did love reading just the revelations in the Bible because it was the only exciting part. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read any of you had You had horsemen and, you know, ten-headed beasts and stuff. I mean, that was the only fun part of the whole thing. So I was like, all right, Genesis is okay. There it begins and all that. And then the middle part is beautiful, love, 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 whatever. And then the end is like, here's the, here's the climax. Let's do it. So it makes sense that for me, I kind of, on my path, on my path to where I am now went through a whole lot of that polarity based on what I read yeah. in the Bible or wherever. It doesn't have to be the Bible anywhere that you read. If you accept it as this could happen, it's a possibility. Yeah. It's funny. I was, I remember when I was a little kid and I wasn't raised religiously and my mother wasn't really into um, the church in any way. And a friend had like given me this like, children's I mean I was probably like eight giving me this like children's like little bible stories and my mom's like oh so what do you think about those and I was like oh they're great they're like Aesop's fables she was like accurate yep <laughs> like it has nothing to do with doom and gloom I'm like it's like Aesop's fables it's just like how to be a good person I like it, it. You some lessons. yeah I like it I like it I like it well someone went to an awful lot of work to create that so we'll give them credit for how long one book has lasted so, <laughs> so besides numbers for me the biggest thing has been songs right so it started out with what I thought were just the lyrics of the song you know somebody somewhere sometime ago wrote a poem they put it to music and then oh my gosh I, I'm listening to it and that's that's my life right now right and so then you start to question like how did that person know that that song is written exactly for me the same thing as the numbers you start saying this doesn't add up like things yeah. hot. Something, something else is going on here and how did that work for you? Yeah, I mean, I used to, when I first started, like, talking to my guides, that was kind of a lot of what I would say, like, well, why don't you give me a song, like, on my drive to work every morning? I'd be like, just give me a good song to put me in a, a mood for the day, you know what I mean? Or, like, send me a message. It's just a really easy way to, like, start talking to them and asking them for, for messages. And so I think one of the questions I get the most about this is like, well, how does the song get to you? And right. So I listen, that's a, I listen to the radio in the car, like an old person. I know. That's how. <laughs> you turn the station and the song's on. Exactly. I'm talking about the synchronicity of getting <laughs> the song right then and there when you're listening and you're expecting it. That's what I'm talking about. So mechanically, from a creational perspective, how did that song get to you? It's just, I, it's just energy. It just shows up because <laughs> this is, it's just now. And it doesn't need to be any sort of mechanical thing in the background. 
this is the only thing that exists is you in a car with a radio and any song that you've ever heard in the world available or, what, just, or songs you haven't heard in the world or even songs you haven't heard yeah because i've had some come through that just were like so ridiculously specific that i'm like i think i just wrote this like on an uh, on another level and i just was like this is a sporadic here send this to myself song because it was dealing with exactly the like previous thought and i'm like you got to be kidding right so there's i think one of the the when you go back to the people who are questioning what happens like how does something happen to me in the physical like this? How can I explain that it has a spiritual meaning as well? Other than just being a coincidence, right? We got coincidence versus synchronicity. That's no. what I'm going for. I mean, I can't explain it. It's, everything's the same to me. There's no, there's no difference between what's a spiritual thing and what's, uh, you know, a manifest thing. At least not anymore. I mean, I used to think that way, but I just, I generally don't think that way. It just is, they're the same. I mean, I do have um, Sun-Neptune conjunct. So me, my identity, and the all that is are um, always, always combined. I've never known the world as, as separate. And you're so sunny. You're so <laughs> sunny. Look at her. She's all like sunny over there. Me? I took the dark route. I took the, <laughs> I took the revelations route. I took right? that every horrible thing that could possibly happen to a human route to keep me down in the physical and miserable for as long as I could possibly stand it. And so whereas you are seeing things from this level and it's all the same, I see things from the different levels. And I see things like this is a very physical thing. Like on my way home from my walk, all of a sudden I hit this one point. I'm like, God, I want coffee. And geez, oh my gosh, I'm going to make an omelet. I'm going to put mushrooms in. Like that is all there is of my consciousness is food. <laughs> I mean, I get that too. <laughs> food specifically, yeah, food motivated animal for sure. I could be, I could be connected with I don't know how many dimensions. I'm using in quotes up, and all of a sudden, when I'm thinking about an omelet, it all just comes tumbling back down to physical Earth, and I'm totally okay with that. But. <laughs> eventually you're going to have to realize that this is great. This is great. Your five senses, but then all of a sudden you actually need to know what the thoughts are going through your head beyond food. Right? So if you find yourself, not you Miranda, but if people find themselves stuck in that physical area, it's probably because they're not giving themselves the time to clear their heads. They're not giving themselves that lay around and, let things calm down mood. Now you don't meditate. I know we talk about that. And my meditations are walking or doing dishes or 
tending to plants. So yeah, I mean, you can call it meditation, I guess. I just I wouldn't I wouldn't use like the normal I'm sitting I'm think, you know, I tried to do the like breathing in thing. And I just get so bored. It's more like just sitting quietly by myself. A lot of times it happens when I'm reading a book and I'll read a sentence and then like I can't get through the rest of the book because my mind's like in eight different places or I can just sit there, do a couple breaths and then, you know, I'm in wherever I need to be. Again, like it's just, it's no, it's just no different than, than anything else. But I trust it now. Whereas before I was always there. I just didn't trust it. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was me. But I mean, I can look back on my whole life and be like, there was this message all of a sudden, like came out of the blue. I was like, I should do this or I should go there. or I should do whatever. Um, and now I just know that they're from, you know, a, a different, a me in a different perspective. See, she's got it together. I don't know if we want to. You got it together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've known you for what three maybe four years four or five years yeah I don't know well, you're, do this, you're totally the same though like disposition wise that you were five years ago which is I guess what people like her look like you know when they're just like a nice little ball of energy that they're they're compact as far as they understand who they are and where their mind is going versus me who I'm like all oh, the hell over here yeah you I can understand it. you're just like a little ray of sunshine I mean that's the loveliest thing I could be right <laughs> it's a beautiful thing so what other fun things have you experienced as far as uh, synchronicities or Oh, God. Fun messages. Fun messages. I mean, every, I mean, now when you like, know, like you were saying, you're done with nothing's a coincidence anymore, right? Like, once you're at the point where nothing's a coincidence, everything is a message. Everything's a joke. Everything's a joke. I was, so it was um, looking, I'm looking to buy a house. And I was looking at this house that I'm looking to buy. I'm going to see tomorrow morning. And I had told my real estate agent, when I was um, having our first consultation, I was like, you know what I hate? Can we just put this to get rid of all of their people's hideous window treatments that they leave in the house <laughs> when they move? They're always hideous. I'm like, they I just are. They don't there. even want to take them with them. They're so hideous. Right? So, I, so I had this conversation like two weeks ago with my real estate agent. And then I'm looking at this house and I'm like, this house has more hideous window treatments than I've ever seen in my entire life. The house is empty. There's nothing in there except like walls and walls of hideous window treatments. Like put a doily, put a doily on anything. One of those little short things, like hideous. I was like, oh, okay. But do they have the little spring ones that go inside the window? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many window treatments are in this house. So I was just like, okay, I get the joke, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Here's a house for you. It's got all the window treatments. Everything you've ever wanted plus a bonus. You yeah. don't even have to dress your own windows because it's all done for yeah. you. But that's like a synchronicity. Like I, I had made this like very specific how much I hate window treatments when people like 
sell a house and there they are. Here you go. <laughs> so like, that's just like a funny thing that like, when you realize everything, you're creating all of this thing, you're like, okay, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> it does make it quite funny. And, and I have noticed, okay, so I do, I live alone and the walls are relatively thin here. And I know that my neighbors are wondering because when shit happens, you're like, that was so not funny. That was so not funny. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll go back down to 3D and maybe they just think I'm talking on the phone. And then I go up another level. I'm like, I don't give a shit what they think. And then I go back up to that. I can't believe you just did that. That was so not funny. Sorry. That was. Yeah. If anyone doesn't understand how much of a sense of humor um, the universe has, you're not paying attention. It's just so many jokes. It's hysterical. And so it's, I started that, the one that I just sent you. I think I just put it on an Instagram story where I'm walking and I look down on the ground and it's a strip that says, do not remove this strip. <laughs> and that's all it says. It's, it's not even one of those like scary tags. It's just. I have no that. idea what the strip was removed <laughs> from, but someone removed from it, it and threw it on the ground. And of course I had to stop and take a picture because that would be. A great example of how the universe is like, the rules are just guidelines. They're just guidelines. You know, you, 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 you look at it, you say, does this apply to me? Is it going to, is it going to hurt anybody if I break it? And I'm not talking about murder. I'm talking about stupid ones. Like you can't walk a whale down Main Street on a Sunday. Things like mm -hmm. that where you're like, that's a real law. I believe it's in somewhere like, it happened. It had to happen at least once or they would have made a law about it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it had to happen more than once for people to be truly concerned about the threat. <laughs> right? <laughs> this, it's not like a one time like that'll never happen again. And then it happens again. They're like, shit, we need to do something about this whale walking on God's day. <laughs> Right. Now let's go. <laughs> let's go back to what we just talked about about how we're creating our own reality and the fact that somewhere, I think it was in one of the midwestern states. This is an actual law, but this law was actually set up probably back in the 1800s or whatever, and it was set up fully ready for you and I to talk about it right here. Right? It was already set up. Everything yeah, that's the only reason it exists. It, that's the only reason that law, that you read that that law exists, is for us to have this conversation right now. So, for a joke. The, the, the universe created that law for a joke. For us. <laughs> there are a lot of them. I get, I get, I have, when I know a guide is trying to talk to me, I have kind of like a, a bank of names that they'll use. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know that it's a guide. I'll know that pay attention. Here's a message for you. This is something for you to respond to. Um, like Davinia and like <laughs> stuff like that. You're like, come on, guys. It's not, not, real. <laughs> not real. I've had so many YouTube comments show up and then all of a sudden, like, of course, every once in a while, I'll click because the picture is just like a light bulb. 
<laughs> and I'm like, all right, who's this person? And of course, it's like, this isn't that person at all. I'm not really that person. And that's it. So synchronicity, humor, what else? What else do you get? I, I mean, jokes. So many jokes. I mean, I get crappy stuff. One time I was like, well, you know, I was like pulling cards in the morning. It was like a Monday morning early and it, I pulled, I don't know, maybe a tower or something. And I was like, well, I need more information than that. Like, you're going to have to send me more of a message. Because tower on a Monday is not a me this shit. Like, give me a message. So then I go into the, I go into like get dressed. This is before I got dressed. Um, and I, and I do rent the runway. So I was like, I put on like new clothes that I've never tried on before because you just rent the clothes. And so I put this shirt on and, and I, or this dress on and I was like, uh, I don't like this. And I had that women know, women know this feeling that, holy shit, I can't get out of this. Oh I'm my God. In in here? Yeah. The whole stuck on the. It's stuck. I'm stuck in yeah. here. And I legit had a full on nervous breakdown like screaming to myself I can't get out I can't get out get out like it was like a message it's and I was not like, your dress it's worse right yeah well oh I ripped that thing but there's insurance they don't they don't they don't care I sent that back but like, <laughs> but it wasn't a normal re I didn't have a normal reaction to getting caught in the dress it was full on emotional breakdown like screaming to myself and I was like and I was like oh, that. I was like you sons of bitches like, did I, <laughs> I know I asked for a message, but like, maybe a song, you know, maybe one of those songs. Remember that? No. Full on, stick you, get you stuck in a dress. <laughs> I bet it improved your mood, right? Or maybe that was what the tower was predicting. Yeah. Yeah. It was a message <laughs> about what it was about. So, so yeah, synchronicity is fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see. I have a bunch of different um, pictures that I take <clears throat> on my walk every morning. And some of the stuff that shows up is just hysterical. Just why? Right. And I'm, I'm at this point now where I want my world to not have trash in it. Mm. And so I focus on going out on my walk and seeing a world in which all of the people care enough not to litter. And so I'm like, as the days go by, I'm realizing there's a lot less trash here. There's a lot less trash here. And then I'm like, shit, there's no messages either. Cause all I ever did was look at the trash <laughs> because that's where all the good messages were. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of not sure where that's going to go. Maybe I should actually enjoy the trees and the nature and the chirping birds that are in front of me yeah. <laughs> instead of focusing on the ground. It's litter or are you getting messages? I'm not going to get to choose. <laughs> well, when, but the whole thing, you and your archetypes, right? Is it litter yeah. or is it a message or is it something like nothing? Maybe you could give it no meaning whatsoever and say, oh, there's a random kumquat in the middle of the street next to an empty pipe and a left boot. That means nothing to me. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> what, what are those, what are those quizzes where they give you like, like a few pictures and you have to like guess what the phrase is oh what are those and are they like anagrams or is that something else I don't know but you know what I mean it's like three it's a like a quiz and there's like three pictures 
It's like online charades, kind of like a printed charade. <laughs> yeah, they're old school though. They're oh, old school. Shit. They're called, but that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I didn't get to play a lot of games when I was a kid. I was drawing was aliens. Um, as a kid? Oh yeah. Were they baby baby aliens? No, they were gray aliens with the big eyes and stuff. My, nobody cared there. You know, we are you in Bucks County? You're no, you're not. I was in Bucks I grew County. Up, I grew up in Bucks County. But okay, I, so for those of you who don't know Bucks County, that's where all the M Night Shyamalan movies are filmed. Like every creepy film that he's ever filmed there, that's where we grew up. So just knowing that, um, you know, stuff in the sky was like another day for me anyway. And, and so we saw ghosts and all sorts of things coming in and out of, of everywhere. But the whole, um, what was I saying? Your alien Oh, yeah, there was so much there was so much alien activity that like beams of light in the backyard were like you just turn over and cover yourself with the pillow because it was really bright. I thought that that's the way everybody lived, though. I was pretty surprised when I started talking about it when I got to college and moved up to New York. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> But see, that's part of the belief system thing, right? Yeah. Right? So <clears throat> I had no problem believing it because it was a reality to me from a very young kid. And so when I went to somewhere where I went to an area where people didn't hold that belief system, that's when I got the whole you're crazy thing going on. So everybody's walking around with their own reality. They have their own context for everything. And that's, you know, that's where the archetypes come in. Like, I can see that they're connected, but for you, you see it as this. You mm -hmm. see it as this archetype in a dualistic manner, right? Maybe lower, maybe higher, whatever you want to call it. Um, everything's an archetype. It's just whatever context you have as a human or a being that has had other lives. So a lot of times it's, whatever you had in another life, you're going to bring that in. Like if you had galactic lifetimes, you're far more likely to bring in the concept of, oh, it's just an alien outside my, it's just a spaceship outside my window. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I, like for you, you have that as a, as a being unconsciously, you have that context. That's yeah. not weird. But for someone who's only ever, you know, been a human on earth, if there are any of those, I guess there, I'm sure there are, like, they there have, are, no... but there aren't many right now. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even if they had lifetimes on another planet, and didn't like go up on spaceships and that sort of thing. They just don't have that context in their code to be like, oh, spaceships. It's just foreign to them. So they would never create that in their reality because they don't have um, that concept to, to pick from, to draw from. It's just not there. It's just not like, you know, the low-hanging fruit of creating a life. Oh, that's my total low-hanging fruit. Like, <laughs> if it doesn't have an extraterrestrial in it somewhere, I start to wonder if, if it's worth creating. Because <laughs> I am in love with things with tentacles. Like, I know that probably one of my most favorite lives was me in tentacles. And I do kind of start laughing at that because I, <clears throat> I can't figure out, like, how you mate 
Like I can't remember how they made it. So if anybody knows. <laughs> Did you Google like how octopus, how octopi? Oh, I'm not sure. I, really <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying, maybe hoping that the memory comes back to me. Like I can have like a full on tentacle porn scene going on. That sounds wow. like way more fun than Googling it though. Right. I guess. I'll let you keep her updated. Maybe it'll trigger something. It'll trigger a, a sexy memory for you. <laughs> <laughs> sexy tentacle memory. <laughs> so tell me, what is your favorite archetype? My favorite archetype? Oh, my God. I don't know. I have so many. I mean, they. I tell you my least favorite. All the all the Virgo stuff. I mean, truly, like what a dud, what a dud. <laughs> Virgo, like always trying to like fix people and fix their problems, like Mister Fix It. Like the the Virgo archetype is someone who like takes apart a toaster, just to <laughs> see how it works, and then like puts it back together. I happen to absolutely adore Virgos, which is hysterical. In fact, I, I mean, they also, you know, friend. are wonderful. And They're like very analytical. That is service to others. But I just humble, oh. humble, humble. Yeah. Me? Yeah. I mean, but, I'm, I'm a super Sag. So anything Sagittarius, I love wisdom, the teacher. I mean, I just love a smart person, like someone who's um, not Gemini smart. Gemini smart is like facts and details. Yeah, but what are facts? Um, and dates. Like, they're nothing. That's you're why. talking like physical, somebody yeah. wrote it in a book fact, which yeah. is someone, Sag el someone else's idea. Yeah. Sagittarius's right. archetype is wisdom, like true knowledge. What's my archetype? I'm a Scorpio. Um... So, I mean, no. yeah, well, there, I mean, there's all these, there are all these, each, each um, sign, each archetype is like so many things that encompass that. So one of my favorite archetypes of Scorpio is like, is transmutation and transformation and healing. Like alchemy stuff? Yes. Like yes. alchemical. I oh, mean, they're also scary. like the bad guy, right? The evil other. Have you ever heard me be evil? No, but that's what, um, you know, all these archetypes have a, a live in duality. So they have a dualistic, like, transmutation and healing. And, you know, the most Addictive. evil thing you can think, you know, the, 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 the shadow, you know, all that nasty stuff that's below the surface. Oh, that's totally me. Although the shadow doesn't come out at people anymore, but that's totally me. So Sagittarius is all that's like, every, but that's everyone, but that's every, everyone has all of these needs. If you think of, um, all the signs of an, a need, a need that a human has all the, everyone has every planet in their chart and the planet is the active agent for these needs. So everyone has these needs. Everyone experiences these archetypes in their life. Some of them are more prominent because you have a lot of that activity in your chart, but Everyone has that, and everyone with transiting planets goes through almost every, every sort of aspect and has those prominent in their life. We're all the same. We all have all of this stuff, but 
we view it differently from our lens, from our perspective, and that's where the archetypes come in, where they're connected, but they seem to most people totally separate. But you're reenacting these like trauma from your childhood, so to speak, trauma means a lot of things, but you were reenacting these things archetypally exactly the same, right? Hmm. Exactly the same, but you don't know that they're the same because you don't know what the archetypes are. You don't know that they're related, but they're, but you're, you're just doing it with like a different person or a different experience or a different scenario, but they're the, they're, they're the same, the same like aspect in your chart or the same trauma or the same experience over and over and over again. So you get a chance to, do it differently this time, like Groundhog Day. You're so great. I've had enough of that, right? You're talking about different lives, like they're going through different archetypes in different lives, or they're going through no, all the archetypes life. in one life. This life, this life. They're all they're all experiences in your life. So if you have like some sort of experience with um, your your mother as a child. Who you're hasn't? going to maybe you maybe experience that with um, depends where you know the moon or cancer is in your chart maybe maybe with a boss right you're going to go through years later you're going to go through to, seems totally separate totally different or right. um, or maybe a, a romantic relationship or maybe a friend totally it seems totally different to you there's no connection but archetypally it's the same experience right the same sort of feeling the same need that you're trying to get met through that experience. So what would that archetype be? So you say you, you know, maybe you have a neglectful mother, something like that. What would, I mean, it kind of, it depends on what's, um, what's in your chart. It would be, an, it would probably be um, a hard aspect, like between a few planets, like a square or a quincunx or an opposition. This is another language to me. I'm just letting you know. It's uh, that, just so you know, I have no idea what the hell she's talking about. So when I literally, when I'm feeling some energy, I'll have to send her a message and be like, something's going on. And then she'll look up my chart, which of course she has to have on hand at all times and explain what the hell is going on. Because <clears throat> I know that the planets and their, and how they aspect each other makes a huge difference, especially, you know, the, the moment that you are chosen to be born, right? But don't they just go around, like, the same thing all the time? Is it the same? Like, do any of them – I think there's one that's knocked out of orbit or, or Planet X or whatever, Nibiru, whatever that one is that's, like, way out of orbit. But besides that, they're following the same cycles forever, right? I mean, as far as a transit, but I mean, they're your, the sort of key issues you're going to deal with in your life are going to be in your natal chart. So based on the moment that you were born, based on the, the moment that, were. yeah, based on the moment that you were born and where the planets are, but transiting planets, meaning the planets that are going now might hit your um, natal planets. And so that's maybe when you're going to relive those um, traumas and, and, and experiences from when you were younger. That sounds so confusing, but it always makes sense. Whenever I ask her, she's like this and this and this and this. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. So there must be something in it. And if you have questions for Miranda, let her know and uh, she will answer them and I will not. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> if anyone has any questions they want us to talk about, I don't know if you have an astrology question, if you have a question about an awakening symptom, something that's going on in your life, if you want to talk about literally anything, um, spiritual, non-spiritual, I mean, we'll have an opinion for you. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And from our people, perspective. <laughs> from our perspective, um, always, always with love. Always and, with love. And lots of humor. So um, just let us know what it is, and we'd be happy to, to add it to the agenda. Okay, well, do let us know in the comments, and don't forget, always be yourself. All the time. Love.